impact on purpose. Change your home and your dome by following in Jesus' footsteps. I'm your host, VJ Tunkel. Let's get started. All right, Doyle, thanks for being back with me right after we finished the first recording. Uh, I figured it'd be really fun if, if we sat down and did a real counseling session. One, because it's free for me. And two, <laughs> to show everyone um, how you put into practice all those questions or some of those questions that you were uh, talking about in the last segment. So um, I'm going to let you start. And I don't, however you start, if I just sat down in your office, I'm going to let you run with it. Go ahead. Okay. So, assuming this is the first time we ever met, okay. know, so, VJ, you're coming in, and so I'd like you to tell me a little bit about uh, why you're here, what's going on, and this is your time. So, you let me know how you feel I can help you or where you feel like you need some help. Okay. I have noticed and have been told that I have a problem when it comes to confrontation. Um when I have a problem with someone or I'm offended by someone or even when I know I've, I, it's possible that I have hurt someone else, I have a really hard time approaching that conversation in real life. Not in my head. In my head, I have, I'm really good at it. Um, and it leads me to a place where I'm complaining or fixing or identifying other people's problems a lot and never actually doing any real life good. So, are there certain situations where it happens the most, like with certain people or certain circumstances? It's, I mean, we're around our, our extended family the most. Emily, you know, my wife's extended family the most. So, just, just those are the relationships that I have the most time with, and plus work, I guess, as well. So, in, in all those close relationships, or at least frequent amount of time relationships, um, those are the problems. Um, specifically, an example is we went away uh, a couple weeks ago with our family, and I uh, said something to uh, my brother-in-law's kid, and I, I thought he was offended by what I said, and I didn't, I wasn't sure why, and so I, sp I spent a whole day and a half probably thinking about what I might have done wrong, how to t how to talk about it with him, and. And, and all of that, and all the aspects that I could think of before I actually worked up the courage to actually say something. Um, and the weird part is, I think I came to a solution pretty early on in that thought process. And I could have talked to him 25 minutes later, but I couldn't get past the thinking to the actual doing. So did you actually end up talking to him? I did, miraculously. I can't believe I did, but it was just, it was due to a long, awkward silence, not awkward, but it was awkward for me, uh, a long silence between the four of us. We were just sitting, finally resting during during a baby's nap time, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I finally was like, all right, I got to say something now. And I did. And how, and how did that end up going? It turned out he wasn't offended at all and uh, that I was worried for no reason. <laughs> now the wasted time, yep. wasted energy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem I have. Right, right. Whether it's real or imagined, it's still the same reality for me as, as far as putting it into practice. Mm -hmm. So, 
has this been a pattern for you for a long time in situations? Yeah, I would say as yes, yes. I'd say overwhelmingly yes. Mm-hmm. And do you, have you experienced being on the other end of being confronted? I don't think I get confronted that often. I can't think of a lot of situations at work where I've gotten confronted for something wrong, but I have. Uh, and they always, of course, make me afraid of what, you know, what could happen. Um, in our personal lives, I don't, there's not a lot of times, especially recently, that that's happened. Uh, mostly because Emily is a very loving and kind person. Mm-hmm. And um, she brings stuff to my attention in a very loving and gentle way. But does she bring stuff to your attention that could be interpreted as confrontation? I don't know that she does because I think she also has a similar weakness with confrontation. That seems to be what we've both come to the agreement on. Okay. Is that in our marriage, we uh, we can, we fill each other's weaknesses in a lot of areas, but this is one clear area where we don't, where we both have a similar weakness. <clears throat> okay. So you, I think you already know, but just to kind of review something here, you know, the different styles of communication. One so, is one is being passive, mm-hmm. which is what seems to be what you're describing. And another is uh, aggressive, which you're, you're, you don't tend to be aggressive in a situation like this where uh, you just bull through situations or people. The other is, is uh, passive aggressive, which is actually the most dangerous of the three because you might say something, say to your brother-in-law, like uh, in order to avoid having the conversation you're supposed to have, you might say, yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, some kids, mm. they, they, right. they, they take care of things like they're supposed to, which is an underhanded way of trying to say, your kid's not doing a very good job. Mm. And that's just being blat- uh, blatantly dishonest in a way, because you're not right. really saying what you feel. The best form of communication is being assertive. But the key to being assertive is goes back to the question of why. Why, why am I trying to communicate? The problem is I know the answer to this question because I believe it. I believe it so deeply that... <laughs> that the priority of my relationships, this is posted in my house, is connection. The number one priority in relationship is connection. Right. And I believe it until I have to, until the second where I'm looking that person in the eye and I have to open my mouth and say words. Okay. So when you finally talk to your brother-in-law, what, how do you, tell me how you said to him what you needed to say. I said, hey, by the way, uh, I'm sorry for what I said the other day. Uh, this is where I was coming from. I thought I was following um, the kind of guideline that you guys had laid out for the situation with him. Um, but I'm sorry if, you know, if I, I'm sorry that I didn't say it in a way that was encouraging. Okay. So maybe you could insert something prior to that part of what you said, because what you said was fine. And maybe this will help you get over the gap of time it took to get there. And that is, Using the word connection in your conversation with with him in that situation, you could have said, you know, 
right now, I mean, obviously, you know, my priority of connection and it's important for me to feel connected to people, feel connected to you, especially as my brother-in-law and confidant and colleague and everything else. And um, there's circumstance that just occurred. I'm feeling disconnected. The key is using the word I. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling disconnected. I've created a situation where I feel disconnected and I just need to go over what happened mm -hmm. because I want to make sure that you're not feeling disconnected. You know, I want to make sure that we're, we're not missing each other and I've created a situation and I'm uncomfortable right now and I, I, will, I need to explore why and where that's coming from. Mm. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. It sounds really good. It sounds really <laughs> hard too. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I like that starting with that is just a truth. It's not even specific to a situation. It's just my priority is connection. And, and then you go a little bit deeper and yeah, by the time you got to saying I'm uncomfortable or I feel disconnected, that was, those are the harder parts for me, but, but then but you start the process. So, so softly that it, it made it seem easier to get into that way. Well, you start the process softly, but maybe, maybe there's a step back that we need to go a little further because you're telling me that pri the priority is connection, but then you're not living yep. that out. I know. It, you know, you're talking about. <laughs> whatever it was, a day and a half went by. It's like priority of connection, priority of connection gets yeah. know, diminished further and further. So maybe maybe it's going back a, a little deeper than that. And that is uh, asking some questions. You know, first of all, what are you afraid of? And uh, why is connection a priority? That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to answer in reverse because I need more time to think of what I'm afraid of. Connection is a priority because um, because it's it's the essence of any healthy relationship. If there is anything else at the top of a priority of relationship, then it's it's not a mutual relationship. It could be um, one sided. It could be. Um, unhealthy it could be broken it could be anything but if relationship if understanding and relationship and connection are not at the top of the interactions between two people then it's it's not a deep healthy relationship that's what i know about that um <clears throat> as far as what i'm afraid of i'm afraid of being wrong <laughs> i'm afraid of Actually, it's probably that. Let's, let's just start with that because I don't think I have anything else on the top of my head on, on this this topic. I'm afraid of being wrong. Yeah, I'm afraid of doing some doing, doing or being wrong in the wrong. So, what if there is something that you need to be more afraid of than being wrong? Mm. Like what? Like having um, a broken relationship. Isn't that a more important thing to be afraid of? Yeah, that's good. You know, so maybe the deeper issue or the, the principle that you need to apply a little bit more is I'm going to make it a principle to have a short account with everybody. So in that situation, you did something with his son, you felt something was off. And so your life value is something's off. I need to have a short account. That means I can't go in a day and a half having a feeling that we're off even if we're not, right. just I can't let that happen. Mm -hmm. And 
I'll just share an example. I have a, a longtime friend. One of the things that I learned from him modeling this early on was um, we would be in a conversation about something. And more often than not, I didn't even realize that he felt like he had offended me about something. But there was never a time where uh, more than 12 hours went by. I mean, I'm talking about it didn't go overnight. It was like he would come to me like almost immediately within within the hour of a conversation and say, hey, listen, I just need to tell you, Doyle, that I, I felt like I was a little strong, how I came across, or I said something mm. about someone that I shouldn't have said, and I just want to ask your forgiveness. And I'm like, I can't tell you how many times I said to him, Peter, uh, I don't really have anything to forgive you for, but I forgive you. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Yeah. I'm fine. But it, it it taught me a lot because his value was not only about our connection, but it was deeper than that. Mm. It was keeping a short account. He didn't want to have anything in his um, account registry that said that there was a broken relationship. And so he worked really hard at making sure that that was not happening. And so that became... that that. When that becomes a very important priority, uh, what I'm hoping and suggesting that is that it would help diminish the fear. Because what you had was, you had a situation where you, if you'd gone to your brother-in-law and say, hey, listen, I don't, something's bothering me, and I don't want to have a broken relationship with you because your relationship to me is important. Mm. So here's what happened, and... If I was out of line or whatever, I'm sorry for what I did, and I, you know, want to ask your forgiveness. If you were wrong, he can go, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you talked to me, because I was really ticked off over what you did, mm-hmm. and then you got it clear, the air's clear. If you hadn't done anything wrong, which it sounds like that's what happened, he goes, like I did, so many times, like, no, I, what you did was fine, I didn't have any problem. Then you realize, it, it wasn't. The, the relationship that was the problem it was you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know carrying the fear about it yeah I don't know if that would help or not but that's something you might consider yeah definitely that's I mean what you're saying comes down to the thing that you said that stuck with me the most is maybe there's something worth being afraid of more than being wrong mm-hmm. that's definitely something that I'm going to try to apply yeah, and I think the thing you need to be more afraid of is is having uh, an unresolved conflict. Yeah. Because that's really what you have. And if you think about it from a biblical principle, uh, I'm using this as an application. The Ephesians 4 says, you know, not to let the sun set on your anger. Well, I think, I think you can draw from that an application that says, don't let the sun set on conflict. Mm-hmm. In other words, keep keep um, conflict resolved. Don't let the don't let too much time go where there's unresolved conflict. What you're describing is you've got conflict in your own heart or your own emotions. That's an unresolved conflict, and you're not going to function. You, I mean, <laughs> you probably didn't do this to your brother-in-law, but you know your brother-in-law. You could have times where he goes. Yeah, I was wondering why you were acting like you're acting. Mm. Because they had no idea there was a problem. The problem was all inside you. Right. 
And so whether it's resolving conflict in your own heart and emotions or actually a literal conflict, um, you know, let's reverse it. Let's say it was something he did to you. Just as hard. <laughs> right. But if the principle is, yeah. I don't want there to be a conflict between us, that if that's the starting point, I'm not saying it makes it easier, but it becomes an important uh, way to leverage, hey, our relationship is affected right now because of the way I'm interpreting what you did. And I don't want to, I don't want to have this feeling towards you. I don't want to misunderstand what you, what your intention was. And it goes back to you and I've talked about this before in other settings in Danny Silk's book, Keep Your Love On. It's the question of, uh, or the statement, this is what I need from you right now. I need to know that that's not what you intended or that's, and I, and the funny thing, you probably do with Emily all the time without saying those words, but it's kind of what happens is this is what I need from you right now. Mm. I do say it in those words a lot of times. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> it, apply the same principle. Is you know, it's I, taking that situation again. This is what I need from you right now. With your brother-in-law, this is what I need because this is what happened. Mm. If it's flipped and he's offended you, the same thing. It's just I'm I'm feeling off in our relationship. And I need to know something. I need this from you right now. Uh, let me say this. Ask you this question. You said you're afraid of being hurt. Being wrong. Being wrong, I mean. How many times have you been wrong? In general? Or in, in relationship? In relationship. In those circumstances. How many times in similar type situations have you been wrong? Definitely not the majority, but... Plenty, you know, definitely enough to, hmm. I guess not, not in those relationships a ton. A lot, I felt wrong a lot in my, in my growing up years. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, it's definitely the minority of the times in my, my modern current relationships. Tell me about your growing up years now. What are you talking about? I felt like I was... A problem in general mm-hmm. for my parents a lot so I felt like I was I was in the wrong a lot mm-hmm. and a lot of times I was in the wrong um, but that was kind of the one of the general senses I walked away from my childhood from is it's better to just not be seen than to be seen doing something wrong okay but now you work hard at relationships and making sure there's a short account I know you do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's happening, I wonder if what's happening, BJ, is you know, you've got this template of what it was like growing up and you're putting the template over the top of what you're doing now and you're adjusting what you need to do in this situation. You're adjusting what you need to do to your past and you're not the same person. Right. You're not functioning the same way in relationships like you did growing up. You know, it's, it's different. And so that's where that's coming from. So maybe that's another thing to think about is, you know, the fear of being wrong isn't because of your brother-in-law. It's coming from another source. And it's a different circumstance. You're a different person. You know, yeah. 
it's a family of origin issue. Right. Yeah, I had a feeling about that. You know, so that's something to look at too. And, you know, what you can do with that is is take some time to to look at those past issues and say, uh, it doesn't mean you even have to have a conversation with your parents about this, but you can say, you know, I won't, you, you can say, Lord, help me know anywhere where uh, I was wrong and I want to be ask your forgiveness for it, you know, for my attitude, whatever, where I deserve to be criticized because of the way I was acting or whatever. And I just want to start with a clean slate. So it's not a, it's not filtering into other conversations. Yeah. Get that out of, you know, just get that baggage off the table. Yeah. So you're not carrying it into other relationships. Yeah. I, I definitely, I make an effort of breaking agreements when I hear them come up. Mm-hmm. And I want, I have to definitely think about what the core lie there is. Yeah. So I don't know what to suggest from here. I'm not suggesting that you create a conflict. (laughs) 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 But, uh, but I, I think that, you know, you can kind of practice it like with Emily, you can just go, even when you like, you guys are doing your check-ins and how are we doing? You know, ask yourself the question. I want to keep a short account with Emily. Is my account clear? Mm-hmm. Is her account clear with me? And and then maybe expand it. Expand it in conversation with Emily. Say, you know, help me know. Do you think I'm doing okay, like, with our extended family? Do you see anything that, I, that I'm avoiding that I need to press into? Because mm-hmm. I don't want any of that to hang, you know, hang over my relationships yeah that's really good so try that i will i will try that all right anything else i think that's it for now okay so enough to cover for now all right well thank you so much again for uh for being here and for for lending your time i hope that people who heard this um kind of got a glimpse into what that process looks like and hopefully a lot of help from it